One email then from Charlotte, she said it was the meetings that drove her mad. She said, I worked for a company which used to have a three to four hour long Monday morning meeting every week. And about 40 employees were obliged to attend, completely wasted their time. To get through it, one could guess how many times the manager would say basically and in terms of during the meeting. And as one marked them down, it actually looked as if you were taking notes. Oh, I can think of nothing worse What a demoralizing way to start the new week with a four hour long meeting that could have been an email by the sound of things. So I feel your pain, Charlotte. We're talking about quitting your job because it is a decision that a lot of people make in the new year. I think a lot of people tend to hang hang in there for the rest of the, the end of the year and hope that they'll get a bonus and hope that they can enjoy their Christmas break and then perhaps come back and hand in their notice. And for some people, it is the going away on holiday and clearing your head a little bit that makes you realize you really, really need a change. But of course, as the saying goes, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And today we thought we'd get some advice on some of the really key considerations to take into account before you take that drastic step of marching into your manager's office and handing in the resignation letter. On the line with me is Sarah Nicholson, who is operations manager of the fantastic personal finance advice website, Just Money. Sarah, it's great to have you with us. Good afternoon. Thanks, Papa. And what a story. I would hate sitting in a four-hour meeting. At any time of day or night, let alone at the start of the work week. I mean, awful, awful. That I can understand prompting people to want to resign. Uh, For a lot of people, it's money that's the key motivating factor, Sarah. But there there are other big push factors that are quite common uh, to, to think about, aren't there? Absolutely. I think it's such a, and you touch on it now, you know, the the new year is often after a good break over December, you often start considering or reconsidering your your role and potentially wanting to grow into something else. Um, maybe you're looking for a salary increase, especially as things are getting more expensive. Um, and maybe it's just that time in your life that you're just ready for a change. But as you said, you know, the... The grass is not always greener and there are things that you need to take into consideration when looking at this. Um, And I think timing, we've touched on it, but it's such a critical aspect of this. If you are, if you have made that choice, you know, just make sure you're making it from a place of, of being a little bit more relaxed and refreshed. If you are highly stressed and it's a bit of a knee jerk reaction, you know, spend some time and, and chat either to a trusted advisor or friend just to chat through your options and how you're feeling before you make that, that yeah. choice. Um, I would do that before, you know, going, okay, I'm looking for a new thing and I'm, I'm just leaving and residing. Um, yeah. Also, check out the market if you are thinking about it. Think about what you would like to do and go check out the job the job specs and see, you know, if, if there is something out there that's different that you would like to potentially Explore um, yeah. and, and looking at different job sites is a good place to to um, really evaluate what's what's being looked for and if you actually meet that criteria or if it's something that you could potentially grow into. Because, mm. of course, in the current economy in particular, Sarah, you don't have the luxury of jumping knowing that there will be something else out there waiting for you that you're sure to find. It's it's not an absolute given that you will, no matter how quali- highly qualified or experienced you might be. The job market's really tough right now, isn't it? It is. And there's many things. I mean, you, again, it's that job security. Um, if, if you've got to make sure that you do, if you are going to jump ship, do you have an emergency fund? Should something happen? Um, 
I think if you've ever heard Just Money on the radio before, we are forever talking about that emergency fund and making sure that you're putting some money aside that should something happen or you decide that your job environment is so stressful and you cannot stay there for another day, you've got at least three to six months worth of money saved aside um, and put aside that you can use while you're looking for another job. And then there's retirement annuities. Um, Let's say you do make the decision to jump and you have found a job. You need to be looking at um, your retirement fund if you have one already. Is it something you can transfer to your new company or to a different retirement annuity? These are things that you've you've got to look at um, and and really investigate. Mm. It's it's a big change. It can be really great for you. It can be a good uh, mental shift. But are you looking at all the things that you need to? Are you looking at your tax benefits? Um, are your investments going to be looked after? Um, mm-hmm. Have you looked at your overall package as well? Perhaps your current company pays for your medical aid, your retirement contributes towards your retirement annuity. Um, will the new company be able to offer that as well? Have you looked at your contract? Uh, what is your notice period? Mm. Um, being aware of those those um, fine print items is a good thing to start looking at if this is something you're looking or considering. That's such an important piece of advice about checking the structuring of your package, Sarah, because you know a lot of times the salary on the other side might look more appealing. But if you find out that in addition to receiving that salary, you're going to have to take on funding your own medical aid, funding your own retirement savings, etc., it might suddenly not be quite as rosy a picture as you thought it was. It's very, very important advice. The other thing perhaps to talk about is what to do if you if you are going not because you want to seek exciting new opportunities or perhaps grow into a more senior position, but you're going because you're feeling pushed, that you hate where you're working or you can't bear working with an individual or a boss. Sarah, what I mean, what advice for those who, sh- are there steps to be taken before you take the drastic decision to resign that you should consider to try and rather fix the situation you're in rather than just leave it? Absolutely. Again, if you are in a very highly stressed state of mind due to the work environment that you're in, you want to make sure that you're speaking to someone, um, a friend, your partner, just being clear on what your goals are, um, your state of mind. Are you doing this from a knee-jerk reaction perspective or is this something that's been happening for so long and it's perhaps a toxic environment that you know that you need to get out of? So establish that first. Um, also understand what your goals are. You want to consider your long-term personal goals and your career goals and understand if there's some a new job that could potentially align with that. Um, yeah, and you, and you just really want to, if possible, if you do like the company you're working for and, and perhaps it's a difficult boss that you have or difficult work colleagues, yeah. you know, are there other people in the business that you can potentially talk to? Um, maybe you can shift into a different role. Um, is there someone higher up that you can you know, take this to and, and find an alternative solution? As you said, it is difficult to find jobs. The job market is tough right now. Mm. If you are able to make alternative solutions with inside, inside the current uh, company that you're working for, that would be great. Um, it does take effort. Uh, it takes some thinking and you know, sometimes we have to really open up and talk to someone else to find other solutions. Yeah. But it's worth investigating that um, before making the move, if possible. And doing that research into what other jobs um, 
are available yeah. and also other corporate cultures, uh, understanding what another corporate culture would be like or another company's culture um, is important because you don't want to jump ship and the culture isn't as great or is possibly even worse than what you're currently experiencing. Yeah, so important. Two listeners weighing in here and boy oh boy if you ever needed an example of a good reason to leave here it is. Uh, the message says regarding why I resigned many years ago I had just started at a new haulage company which also owned uh, a car brand and one morning the scorpions came racing up the stairs in full combat gear and told all of us to step away from our desks. I immediately started looking for a new job and resigned very soon. They went on to be charged with corruption and arms smuggling and I was essentially rescued from what could have been a terrible situation. I mean, there is an indication that something is very, very wrong in the corporate culture and ethics. Um, but what, what strikes me there is that that was a new job. And Sarah, this happens quite often that somebody jumps into a new job thinking everything is going to be rosy and then finds it's actually not so great. That three-month probation period is is important to both parties, isn't it? Absolutely. And I mentioned earlier, and again, I'll stress this, do your research on that company. Check out the social medias. Um, if possible, chat to other people working in that business. When you go for interviews, mm. talk to someone on the side. Do your research. You really do want to understand what is happening in that business. You look for reviews on that company if possible. Do as much Googling as mm-hmm. possible and try and get some uh, real inside information from people that are working there if possible. You're not trying to get all the you know, the dirty, nitty gritties, but you want to get some idea of what, what it's like. Um, and if possible, you know, insist on two or more interviews where you can potentially meet the other team members that you'll be working as well to see if it's a fit for you mm. um, that research is important it is we, we're going to be working for a long time and you want to work with people that uh, you enjoy working with in a good culture and some way that doesn't cause uh, in a case like that tremendous amount of mental stress yeah. and of course fi- financial worry you know, I'm thinking of the example of my own husband who went through a three-month-long job interview process of multiple um, interviews and this sort of sussing each other out to find out if you are a good fit with our corporate culture. And at the time, Sarah, I remember thinking, this this is bizarre. How many more times are they going to interview him? <laughs> but 20 years later, we know why um, it's such an appealing place to work because they put that effort into making sure that they are finding absolutely the right person for the right job and that it is a good fit for the company culture in both directions and uh, there's actually quite a lot to be said for it. Um, I want to squeeze in a voice note that's come in from one of our listeners I believe talking to some research on the reason people leave their jobs. Let's take a listen. Hi Pippa and your guest. I heard one day uh, that there was a survey done, I think it was across 70 countries on why people leave their jobs and uh, it wasn't salaries that topped the chart. It was actually couldn't handle their management, couldn't deal with the people they worked with that uh, uh, prompted them to leave their job. I think another voice note is going to echo that sentiment, uh, possibly from personal experience as well. Let's take a listen. Hi, Papa. This is Brad. Fantastic conversation about why people leave jobs and change jobs. 
Um, and I work for a company called Organizational Health Solutions. And often when we're working with teams and coaching individuals or managers, we mention a statistic out of the Gallup group in the States that where they suggest 75% of people leaving jobs leave their jobs because of their bosses, Yo. because the environment in which they're working is, is no longer tenable. It's too stressful. Um, or maybe four-hour meetings, things like that. And they actually leave because of people, not because of money or because of difficulty of work, which is a fantastic, fascinating um, statistic for us to consider, especially as managers. Are we creating a space where people want to stay? But then when we are coaching people around looking for new opportunities, we'll often lead them through four questions. What do you love? Where is your passion? Um, secondly, what are you good at? What are your natural talents, your natural strengths that you can play to? Thirdly, what does the world need? Is there a need out there that you can meet? And lastly, what can you get paid for? And when we can find an opportunity that, that finds itself in the center of those four areas, that's really the sweet spot. It's a model um, called the Ikigai model, which is really about the sweet spot of those four questions. It's a helpful framework, I feel. That's a helpful voice note, Brad. Thank you so much. Sarah, I bet you're not surprised to hear that comment. 75% of people leaving because of an environmental factor or a relationship factor rather than the work itself or the, or the salary attached to it. Not at all. It really is so, so true. And it's often the case that people will stay even if they're not earning enough because of the culture that they're working in being so important. It affects every area of your life um, and it really does impact your mental stress, your financial health. It, it is such a vital part of your day-to-day -day life considering that you're there five days a week and, and South Africans work hard. There's many hours that are put in overtime as well into a business. So it's important that the people that you work with um, are, are people that you want to work with on a daily basis. Sarah, thank you so much for the helpful advice you've shared with us today. I, I think I found it very valuable and I hope our listeners have as well. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Sarah Nicholson of Just Money. And if you'd like to read up more of their excellent personal finance writing, the website is justmoney.co.za. Uh, one last message before we move to news from Ash listening to us in Perth, Australia, saying I'm an engineer who's been practicing in a consulting environment in a very highly specialized field. After working for a company for some time, I just felt it was time for change. And I applied to many companies, but because of the specialized nature of my field, didn't find work. I eventually got offered from the UK and Australia and decide to settle here in Australia. Best decision I made for my career growth and opportunity for growth were the pull factors for me. Ash, I'm so glad that it has made, turned out well for you given the magnitude of the move you had to make uh, to give it a bash. Thank you very much for that feedback and nice to know that you're still listening to Cape Talk all the way over in Perth, Australia. Thank you again to our guest, Sarah Nicholson, Operations Manager of Just Money website.